to CS Sustainability's podcast, Choosing Sustainable Business. Before we get into the episode, we want to thank everyone who has been listening thus far, as this is the last episode of the season. Don't worry, we'll be back next year with some fresh new voices, so stay tuned for more information. This week, we had the chance to interview Cubic Farms President and Chief Technology Officer, Eduardo de Martin. As an inspiring and driven individual, Edo's goals with Cubic Farms are to minimize consumption of natural resources while maximizing plant growth. Keep listening to hear more of his story. So welcome to our podcast, Edo. So to start, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, th- thank you, Sherry. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be on your on your podcast. Um, yeah, well, my name is uh, yeah, Eduardo Di Martin. Everyone calls me Edo, so feel free to call me Edo. Um, I've been uh, um, at Cubic Farms for about a year now. Uh, I've been uh, sort of in the technology industry for over 20 years. I am an old person. So uh, <laughs> I, I spent... Uh, much of my time, uh, uh, you know, uh, involved in tech, uh, all the, those years kind of involved in technology and entrepreneur type ventures. And um, I spent some time in telecommunications, uh, uh, many years in video game development and, you know, did all kinds of uh, video games for electronic arts and um, independent studios like Next Level Games and got to work on some, you know, world you know, global franchises like Mario Brothers, and, and which has been really fun. And then, and then I went to Microsoft uh, in my later years, and I worked about ten years there on on a bunch of uh, holographic technology and, and building applications uh, uh, for uh, a device called Hololens, which is a holographic uh, uh, head-mounted computer that uh, and did uh, uh, gu- uh, guides and calling uh, for uh, tools for manufacturing. And uh, spent some time in the Dynamics organization doing that, and uh, and then I was the GM of uh, the Vancouver Development Center, and you know we grew that site from you know 300 people locally to you know uh, 1,700, I think it's like 3,000 there now. And then you know I got the itch uh, to go and do something uh, you know different, and uh, and uh, the ag tech space is really uh, interesting to me. You know, we're all humans. We all got to eat, and uh, there's going to be a lot of us on the planet, <laughs> and and, uh, and we're going to have to figure out a way to feed ourselves. And and uh, that sort of uh, uh, need, um, as well as doing it in a sustainable way, all inspired me to kind of uh, uh, step into some new ground and new territory. And uh, and and I'm really enjoying where I'm working right now. And awesome. you know, in my spare time, I I like to do art. And uh, I went to Simon Fraser. So sorry, UBC, but I was a sponsor for UBC at uh, when I was at at uh, at Microsoft, but uh, but I love both universities. Yeah, Yeah, sounds. Thanks for the introduction. Sounds like you've had quite a career in varying um, different roles, and to kind of transition to where you are now, many of our listeners are probably not super familiar with agriculture and like farming technologies. So how would you describe Cubic Farms? Yeah, I mean, Cubic Farms, I mean, we are a, a technology company that was founded by farmers. And, and, you know, we have two sets of equipment that produce uh, lettuce, herbs, and microgreens, uh, founded by um, a local uh, family, the, the Benny family, Leo Benny, our, our inventor, and, and, uh, and then a, a livestock machine that cre- creates a, a vertical pasture to feed cattle 
Um, and uh, um, that was also created by uh, a farmer in South Dakota, which uh, uh, we have a subsidiary in, in Sioux Falls that, that builds that equipment for us. And, uh, you know, the real goal of Cubic Farms is, is, is really, a, a, we call ourselves a, a local chain uh, ag tech company. And, and uh, what our, our goal is, is really, you know, bring uh, food production locally. A, a lot of our uh, produce in, um, in Canada is brought in uh, from the United States and other areas uh, of the world. And, uh, you know, when COVID hit and, uh, and uh, um, you know, disasters hit in the world, you know, those supply chains uh, become closed. And what happens is, you know, we can't produce our own food. And so, you know, what our technology does is really kind of bring, uh, uh, you know, growing local and, and help democratize the ability to grow locally anywhere in the world uh, at any time of the year. Cool. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier how like people, people have to eat. There has to be a way to kind of feed everyone on the planet with an increasingly growing planet. Uh, I was wondering how Cubic Farms is working with farmers and how they're empowering farmers. Because you mentioned how the company was founded by farmers. So how, how is Cubic Farms helping to directly empower farmers? Yeah, well, you know, let's take uh, our, our livestock uh, uh, system as a, our hydrogreen system as an example. So, you know, uh, a livestock farmer, um, you know, normally uh, provides feed for their cattle and sends them out to pasture so that they can graze and eat grass. That's the way that, you know, you know normally, you know, a dairy or, or steer cattle uh, farm would, would work, uh, ranch would work. You know, however, over time with uh, climate change and drought, the middle of the United States and the middle of Canada is uh, uh, lacking that space because of uh, drought conditions. Cattle can't go out and graze anymore and eat grass. And so, so what happens is they use feed and then they add supplements and other nutrients um, and chemicals into the feed in order to uh, sustain their cows, right? Um, and, and steer. And so um, what our hydrogreen system uh, allows us to do is not to use those additives. You use your regular feed and you use our hydrogreen um, uh, feed as an additive. And uh, our feed, you know, grows from, uh, you know, it takes six days to grow an entire tread. And, and, and uh, uh, it grows. Uh, and then we, you know, have the exact algorithm of how to grow that, giving it the right amount of water, the right amount of uh, humidity. And then we grow that sort of tread of, of feed to the highest maximum amount of sugars and a maximum amount of enzyme production so that the uh, one, that the cattle's really gonna love eating because it it's got a lot of high sugars that are natural. And then it increases its, its uh, uh, digestion uh, because of the high enzymes. And that is how we build, you know, a, you know, a healthy cow is, is that we're able to give them the best food possible and then they make the best milk possible and they produce the best meat possible. And so if you think about it, what we're really doing is we're growing a vertical pasture so that and 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 we're giving uh, this sort of super feed to our cattle instead of them going out to a field not getting anything and then ending up eating molasses mixed in with seeds, which is not what a cow would normally eat. And so that for a farmer makes their, uh, um, because they can't, they're, they're, they can't go out into the pasture, they actually have it, have their um, 
machine set up, it, it allows them to uh, give their, their cattle the best uh, uh, food possible and uh, getting the best outputs possible because of that. So that's how we're changing the way, we're, that's how it's a tool to empower farmers to get the best quality uh, uh, meat possible or uh, dairy milk possible. Wow, that's so innovative. I've never heard of that before. It's kind of like scientifically creating the most efficient solution for cattle. That's right. Wow, Absolutely. that's super cool. Uh, kind of transitioning from cubic farms and what they do. Um, I'd love to learn more about your role. So as the CTO, you're probably very involved in the innovation side of the company. And I read that you have a background in AI and smart technology. So how are those um, technologies being used in the business model at Cubic Farms? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, as, as CTO, you know, it's really a pleasure because what you get to do is uh, you get to kind of uh, oversee and, uh, you know, help uh, sort of direct you know, all this innovation that really doesn't come from me, comes from the people on the team um, toward, you know, our business goals. And and that's really exciting for me. And most of my job is, is doing that, which I love. Um, you know, what one of the key things, most products in the world today uh, are, you know, uh, have, you know, a data play. Like there's, everything's instrumented, data's coming out of everything. Uh, which means that um, in order to make use of that data as a business and to optimize your business, you want to automate the patterns and the repetitive behavior that are, uh, you know, that we can uh, pattern and understand within our data. And so how we use, uh, you know, AI is, is, you know, basically, first of all, we, you know, we have a data warehouse that's part of our platform in that data warehouse. We pull together all the data on a module or, or uh, on one of our machines, and and then what we're able to do is able to identify patterns and things that occur that uh, we can then uh, you know train using machine learning and then present those as insights and outputs to our customers so that um, these devices over time they really start to improve and they start to get more intelligent and smarter and they start to be predictive. And when they get predictive, then then they can predict, hey, in three weeks, you're going to need to do X um, um, or Y um, and, and that type of stuff. And so that's how we're 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 moving toward uh, a, a world where, you know, if it's a pattern, that means it could be predicted. And if it's predictable, then we're going to let our customers know when that's going to happen. We're going to let our engineering staff know what's going to happen. So we're modeling and doing simulations and research. We can do those in a closed environment and then we can understand oh i see you know that's going to happen if we do this and then save a ton of research time because we use these models uh in, in our in our business and how we develop technology as well as how the customer uses our technology yeah that's super neat um i'm not someone who comes from a technology background um but hearing about that it's just very neat how it can help um, your business and I was wondering what drew you to work for Cubic Farms. I remember you mentioning that you were looking for a change um, from your career in gaming. And could you just expand on that a bit? Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, I was at Microsoft b before the uh, after the gaming. But um, uh, 
but uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know, I'm, oh, geez, now I'm 53 this year. And so I started, I have two boys and <laughs> I started thinking, you know, you, you, I probably got one or two more kicks at the can. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I really want to do something, you know, meaningful. Not that my work in the past was not meaningful, but, you know, there's a, a, a lot of opportunity in the world to make it a better place now through technology uh, because technology is advancing so fast. And I really wanted to, uh, you know, be part of that and make a difference. And I volunteer at a, uh, a group called the Creative Destruction Lab, CDL. We just mentor entrepreneurs and young folks that are trying to start these new businesses. And I, I actually joined the sustainability track and, uh, and I was just totally inspired how people were diving in there, trying to use technology to solve, you know, really relevant problems in the world that can make the a better place. And that was, those are one of the, the, you know, advising these people, I was like, man, I got to get in this myself, you know, and, 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 and make a difference with, with my experience. And, and that's really why I joined Cubic Farms and it's a local Canadian company and I wanted to make a difference in Canada. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. I think we have our own creative destruction lab at Sodder too. It's really interesting what they're doing. Um, how, so how has your background in the tech industry worked at, um, worked in gaming and at Microsoft, how has that experience helped you in your current role now? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question because, you know, I, 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 at the beginning, I was like, why am I doing this? Because I'm not an agriculturalist. I'm not a, a, you know, a farmer, you know. And so, you know, the, the, the world is changing, you know, and there's these pockets, agriculture being one of them, where sort of the physical world and digital world are, are coming together. And they haven't been together that long, right? And so in those kind of industries early on, what happens is, is uh, you know, data is desperate in, in, in different locations. It doesn't make sense. You can't get it to work together. Um, you know, there's a whole genre of taking physical assets and digitizing them. And, and in an industry young in that particular space, it really needs to bring together the farmer, the, the agriculturalist, and, you know, the software engineer together and, and to build a future together. And what I really, that inspired me about agriculture, not knowing nothing about it, but coming to work with a bunch of really smart people that know about plant science and growing in agriculture. And then my background, which, you know, uh, which we shared earlier today, bringing that background into uh, that group has been super interesting because we we got to collaborate, uh, diverse thinking and perspectives that all kind of come together to bring this physical and digital world together into something as meaningful. And in my background, you know, in video games, when I started off early, that was what it was like. It was all broken up and fragmented, and then tools and and became more mature and then technology started to bring things together and things got easier and it got really easy to make a game you know and then um and then you know i went into the holographic space where you know to put up a holographic model in a headset took forever and it was quite, quite difficult and now you can see the evolution of these tools and and so i was fortunate enough to be part of these industries early on. And I've gone through the growing pains and gone through the experience of having to adjust and change 
and make mistakes and learn from them and, and bring an industry forward. And I kind of feel that in agriculture, it's ripe for that type of collaboration right now. And, and that's where I felt that my experience could be best of service to, uh, uh, to you know, the betterment of agriculture. Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting how you mentioned how like technology has changed so much just within the past 10 years, but you've been able to experience all that. Um, must be crazy kind of looking back to see how your work and your industry has changed. Um, so this is our last question for our interview today. Um, a lot of our listeners are students, university students who are interested in pursuing some type of career in sustainability. So do you have any last words for students, any advice that you want to offer them to pursue sustainability in their future? Sure. Well, I mean, two things. One is selfishly, keep an eye on Cubic Farms, career page. <laughs> anyone who's interested uh, that has, you know, the relevant background, uh, you know, uh, you know, th this would be a great company for you to work at. So, you know, we're always looking for young talent and uh, um, and, and bright minds. And I always believe building a team is is a combination of different perspectives. Uh, also, our early in career and, and people that are senior together make great combinations in, in mm -hmm. creating uh, uh, creative work. That's the first thing. So come to Cubic Farms. Yes, and, and it's local too. <laughs> and it's local. Yeah, you don't drive too far. And then the second thing, uh, you know, is that you know every I, I think student, whether it's sustainability, whether you want to work in finance, whether you want to work whatever, having a knowledge of uh, a computer science, you know, knowledge of some sort or some kind of background and understanding in, uh, in this technical aspects of software development mm -hmm. is really important. If, and, and, and especially I think in the sustainability world, because, uh, you know, what's going to make the world more sustainable is us really driving, uh, you know, important data and really understanding how to curate that data, really understand how to acquire that data and make use of that data in order to shift thinking that is stuck in the old world. You know, and I think it's super important and you guys have the ability and the power to do that. And so I think, you know, get your technical chops sorted out early and don't be afraid of it. Try it, even if you don't like it, but you've learned something that's better than not doing it. And I think that's super important. Folks that don't, make that part of their education, I think suffer in the long run. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Um, I personally challenge myself to learn more about data analytics and visualization because I know how important it's going to be moving forward. Um, so that concludes all of our questions for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And we really appreciate you sharing more about Cubic Farms and about your roles and your experience. And it was really fun learning more about like ag tech and everything. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Sherry, it's my pleasure.